You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. All right, get ready for your money. Today on Money Talk, Carolyn Wright is taking a deep dive into one sector of the market that is most definitely staging a post-pandemic recovery, tourism in mainland China. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Now that things are pretty much back to normal following the pandemic, many of us are getting back to travelling again, and that includes tourists in mainland China. According to a recent report by Fitch Ratings, domestic travel in mainland China picked up significantly in the first quarter of this year and the momentum is expected to increase in the second quarter. There's also one specific sector in that market that's outperforming. To find out more, I'm joined now by Flora Ju, who is Director of China Corporate Research at Fitch Ratings. Thanks for joining me, Flora. Uh, thanks for having me here. So let's take a look at that recovery in domestic travel in China. What are you seeing? How strong is that recovery? We have seen very strong recovery in domestic travel um, starting from the uh, beginning of this year. Uh, although the market is still some distance away from the 19 levels, we think that the strong recovery is initially driven by the level travel demand, which has picked up right after the lifting of uh, most of the travel restrictions. Uh, well, business travel activities saw a rapid rebound following the Chinese New Year holidays and kept rising in March. We expect the strong domestic travel recovery to continue in the second quarter this year, as we believe business demand will continue to, to rise. And the lighter travel activities will also accelerate amid warmer weather. Uh, if you look at the um, preliminary data about the booking date in the upcoming May Day holiday, and the data is quite strong and already have exceeded pre-pandemic levels. So we are expecting the domestic tourism market to go back to the 2019 levels in the next month. What sort of trips are people taking domestically? Like, are they staying in budget hotels? Are they going a bit more high-end, for example? It depends. For some leisure travelers, I um, think they prefer a budget economy hotels. Uh, well, business travelers, they, they tend to stay in mid-scale and high-end hotels. But also there are some devastating um, difference among leisure travelers as well. Because if you look at some of the market in, um, you know, most tourists and favorite destinations like Sanya, most of the Hotels are you know, high-end hotels. Are those are hotels also favored by leisure travelers as well. Uh, so far, we have seen a very strong, fast recovery of the budget economy hotels in the earlier this year. Uh, we have seen occupancy rate has been rising faster than the business travel hotels. So uh, I think these have um, suggest very strong preference of. Uh, Leather travelers in those kind of budget hotels. Uh, well, business hotels occupancy rate has also surged after Chinese New Year and most is driven by the strong um, business travel activities after the New Year holiday. Let's take a look now at, at why tourists are choosing to travel uh, at home. Why, why aren't they traveling internationally outside of uh, China at the moment? The outbound travel demand is uh, very strong, but there are several factors constraining their abilities or desire to travel outbound. Those factors including like limited international flights and also the high airfares and some kind of travel restrictions and the border controls imposed by some countries on, on Chinese travelers from China. 
if you look at the international flight, it has picked up, you know, but it was still like 70% below the pre-pandemic levels in early April. The limited flights have also led to a high flight ticket, uh, definitely people decline to travel abroad. The recovery of international flights um, is also uneven across regions. Uh, led by some Southeast Asian countries, uh, especially Thailand and Singapore, we have flights that up very quickly in those two countries. But the flights to some um, Southeast countries like South Korea and Japan, which are major travel destinations of Chinese travelers in the Asian uh, regions, are actually ramping up very slow. That is mainly because those two countries are imposing certain kind of border controls on travelers from China. And in the meantime, group tours from China to those two countries have also haven't been resumed yet. Also, uh, for some um, roads to the North America and European roads, it's also run up very slow. Those flights are mainly affected by the Russian overflight restrictions, so it will take a long term to resolve at this moment. Let's now take a look at what people are doing domestically and what the outperformer is. It's theme parks. So, so tell us what's going on there. What are you seeing in terms of attendance levels at theme parks? We think theme parks are earlier beneficiaries of China's tourism recovery after the reopening. And we have noticed there was a rapid rebound in attendance at some top parks after the lifting of the travel restrictions, such as the Shanghai Ocean, Ocean Park, um, the attendance has been exceeding 2019 levels during the past Chinese New Year holiday. And in the past two months, we have seen attendance in this park has already recovered to like over 150% of 2019 levels. Meanwhile, I think for some other leading theme parks, such as Shanghai Disneyland, and Universal Studio Beijing, we have also seen a strong comeback of visitors this year. Those parks have seen a uh, lengthening queuing time as the most popular rides and attractions to creatures on 20 levels. And attendance are still very strong at this moment. So we expect this moment to continue in the coming media holidays and the summer holiday time. Let's take a look at what that could mean for CapEx spending. What, what's happening there in the theme park sector and what can we expect? We'll expect that CapEx will continue to be high for leading theme park operators, especially among a strong recovery prospect and the long-term growth prospect is very strong at this moment. Theme park operations is actually a capital-intensive business. And it requires a lot of upfront and recurring investment to stay competitiveness. Uh, leading Chinese theme park operators, their capital intensity is generally high because they also have a very strong expansion needs on booming demand from the lateral travel and the rising household income in China. And the well, I think in terms of competitions, uh, rising from like additional new parks from both their domestic peers and also some international park-up groups in China. Uh, we also promote the leading players to scale up investment to enhance their competitiveness. That will all lead to a continued high capex for the whole sector of things. Let's take a look deeper at that um, competition, actually, in the market. You're, you're saying, you know, they have to stay competitive. How much competition is there already between parks? And, and is that sustainable to, to, to the future? 
So that is a very good question. I think the, the market competition in China right now is quite modest because China's fintech industry is still at very early stage of development. And we have seen very limited supply of high-quality parts, and we also seen a very limited price of foreign competitors. So most of the parts uh, in China right now concentrate in uh, some more economically developed regions, uh, some coastal regions like the uh, Guangdong province and the Zhejiang province. And a growth potential is also high in some non-coastal regions because we've seen a very strong demand for theme park entertainment. And also the competition is lighter there and the local government support is also stronger. But having said that, I think competition in the high-tier cities like Tier 1, Tier 2 cities uh, will definitely intensify in the next few years with uh, many foreign companies are going to launch their new parks in China uh, beyond 2024. But we believe the market is still enough, uh, large enough to accommodate more parks uh, with distinguished and also very clear things. At the same time, I think with increasing prices of foreign banks, uh, demand customers' demand for high-quality park experience will definitely rise, right? Uh, that will promote domestic operators to uh, invest more in the IP, uh, technology, and innovation, and to increase the park experience and attractiveness. Um, and also, um, I think... Um, it will be uh, good for domestic parks to incorporate more Chinese culture content in their parks uh, to avoid direct competition with their global competitors in the meantime. Thank you so much for your insights. Very interesting to hear about what's going on there with domestic travel in mainland China and particularly what's going on with theme parks. That was Flora Zhu, who is Director of China Corporate Research at Fitch Ratings.